Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is my podcast meta-analysis of horny goat weed. And this is a Chinese herb and historical aphrodisiac for both sexes. That's right, guys and gals. And it also goes by the significantly less awesome name, Epimedium. It also is sometimes called rowdy lamb herb. And it got this very well-deserved name, uh, no doubt after some Chinese herders who were, I'm sure, very bored, observed their goats and sheeps being just quite a bit more frisky after feeding on it. So some people might not categorize horny goat weed as a nootropic, but I do because the sex drive is the strongest motivator that we have. In the 11th chapter of one of the best-selling books of all time, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill states, Sex desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So strong and impelling is the desire for sexual contact that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge in it. I know I have. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc., which may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, or any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. So anything that revitalizes our sexual energy will drive us to work harder, pursue our goals with fervor, reach new levels of intensity in our focus, drive us beyond our comfort zones, and push us to tap deep reserves of creativity. In this regard, I consider horny goat weed a nootropic. Horny goat weed is well worth the attention of people who take a little more conservative approach to their biohacking. It's a historical nootropic that's been used to positive effect for thousands of years by large populations. Chinese traders estimate that over 100 tons of raw ingredients of it are sold every year from markets in Bazao, China. It's been studied internationally and is regarded as an exceptionally safe tool for overall sexual enhancement, to quote a 2011 Chinese paper. Modern pharmacology studies and clinical practice demonstrated that epimedium and its active compounds possess wide pharmacological actions, especially in strengthening yang, hormone regulation, anti-osteoporosis, immunological function modulation, antioxidation, and anti-tumor, anti-aging, anti-arthralosis, 
and antidepressant activities. Horny goat weed increases the male, female, gender specific hormones in their respective sexes. So we'll start with testosterone. Many things in the modern man's lifestyle lower his testosterone. For example, we'll start with refined or processed carbohydrates. These are a major offender. So a diet which regularly contains breads, pastas, baked goods, and other grains will elevate insulin levels. In the long term, this causes diabetes, and in the short term, it lowers testosterone. Meat, that's right. You, you always thought, you're like, I'm a man eating meat, getting, getting testosterone so I can go, go fight a bear or something. Well, unfortunately, the meat industry pumps a lot of weird hormones and chemicals into the meat we consume that takes a serious toll on our internal chemistry, robbing us of testosterone. A really good reason to exclusively consume grass-fed, hormone-free meat and dairy. Second, third, third major offender is drinking alcohol. That's right, especially beer, which is a big bummer because we think of beer as like the, the man's drink, right? You're like, I'm going to go drink some, some beer with my buddies. Then we're going to go to the lake. We're going to go and fish, go and build a fire, do all sorts of manly stuff while we're drinking beer. Well, the hops in beer are estrogenic to the extent this is how estrogenic they are. That they have they've been researching beer hops as an option for helping middle-aged women with hot flashes because the hops are just they're so conducive to the estrogen that that causes women as women are dealing with I believe a an estrogen depletion while they're going into middle age. And they have all these all these symptoms. They have, they go through these really unpleasant things as a, as a result. And beer is so effective that researchers are like, well, let's let's give women more hops. So that's that's how detrimental beer is to your testosterone levels. And this was something that I really saw when I lived in South America because it's just at least in the the social circle and the part of South America I was in, there was just such uh, prevalent alcoholism. And you really do see how excessive alcohol consumption, particularly beer, which is the, the drink of choice uh, in that part of the world, you really see how it, uh, you, re you really see the, the very frail psyche that it produces. Okay, another offender xenoestrogens and low quality water. So very common chemicals like BPAs, which are used almost universally in plastic packaging, disrupt the endocrine system and lower testosterone. Additionally, a variety of alien estrogenic chemicals are common in municipal water supplies. And this can be partially avoided by getting a good water filtration system, but 
inevitably you are going to consume tap water while bathing or outside of your home, right? Another major factor is stress. So the consistent companion in a man's life is stress. Of course, you, you already know, don't you? I don't, I don't even got to tell you that. So chronically high cortisol levels push down testosterone. It, it really is a problem if you're like, boy, I'm stressed out a lot, then that's, that's, that's not good for your testosterone. Also, lack of exercise is one of the most consistent ways uh, that we, you know, that, that testosterone is hurt. So if you want to raise exercise, that's why when you're hitting the gym really consistently, doing your aerobic exercise really consistently, boy, you just you feel a whole lot more like Genghis Khan, don't you? And then finally, a list, use of technology. And indirectly, technology is really conducive to low testosterone because of the sedentary lifestyle. Horny goat weed combats all of these negative influences by increasing testosterone levels in the short term and in the long term through mechanisms of action that keep the very complex hormone system in balance. Moving on to estrogen. In horny goat weed, there are two chemicals, icaritin and desmethyl icaritin. And they work a little bit differently in women to boost the levels of the female hormone, estrogen. And a couple of things that disrupt estrogen levels in women are dieting. So especially extreme eating regimens that aim to lower fat. And uh, these, things, these things will definitely mess with your, your estrogen levels. Excessive exercise will disrupt the feminine hormone system. So I'm thinking right now it's like the middle of January and many, many millions of women around the world this time of the year are like, are saying, okay, you know, I want to change my body. And so they're taking pretty radical action and taking action is good. But a lot of times the action that they're taking is doing dieting. They're going on, they found a diet that is uh, perhaps a lot of diets do really decreasing significantly their caloric intake and then at the same time they're really kicking their own ass in the gym and this is something that's really not good for the estrogen system and then a uh, third influence really common is birth control that's right going on the pill quote unquote interferes with a lot of factors in female biology if you don't want to make babies and you want to maintain those those healthy estrogen hormonal levels i'm really going to encourage you to check out the guide that i have linked in this article to herbal birth control and there's actually a whole lot of low impact natural options that if used intelligently are as effective as the highly disruptive pharmaceutical solutions for 
birth control. And then finally, menopause. So between ages about 40 to 50, women experience a host of really unpleasant symptoms as a result of the estrogen levels decreasing. So hot flashes, night sweats, moodiness, and loss of libido. So it's it's really quite remarkable that this one herb will help both men and women. It's it's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, religiously inclined herbal biohackers out there that see something like horny goatweed and they say, "Wow, this must be this must be proof of a benevolent creator of our ecosystem that we have these these herbs, these things in nature that are so conducive to helping us overcome the the natural challenges and as our uh, as our biological sex, right? Okay, moving on. <laughs> getting getting back to the getting back to the real stuff. Nootropic mechanism of action. This herb utilizes multiple mechanisms of action. It owes its libido exciting effects to its active ingredient, which is icarin. And this is a pre-nihilated flavonoid that can cross the blood-brain barrier, where it has a neuroprotective effect. It has been studied extensively with over 60 research results on PubMed involving human subjects. Number one, it has both short-term and long-term positive effects on the complex hormonal systems of the body. Its long-term or cumulative effect is due to its role as a natural PDE5 inhibitor. This takes two to four weeks to peak. So this is a little bit more long-term biohack. It also regulates calcium channels, essential to the delivery of three important neurotransmitters, glutamate, acetylcholine, and norepinephrine. Additionally, according to a 2010 study, quote, our findings suggest that the potential neuroprotective effect of icarin on induced neurotoxicity via the balance intracellular calcium homeostasis. Number three, it has testosterone mimetic properties according to Chantal University Medical College research. Quote, Icarin improved the condition of reproductive organs and increased the circulating levels of testosterone. And number four, finally, according to recent research, it's an acetylcholine or asterase inhibitor, meaning that it prevents a chemical process that breaks down acetylcholine in the mind. And acetylcholine is a fragile and essential neurotransmitter that we rely on at a profound level to form new memories, focus, and learn. Neural stem cell activation. A 2012 Shanghai study found it has anti-aging properties as a preventive agent against cognitive decline. Quote, our studies suggest that Icarin represents a promising 
candidate for the modulation of aging. Therefore, Icarin administration may effectively prevent or delay the onset of age-related cognitive degeneration and its capability to activate quiescent neural stem cells may potentially be one of its mechanisms. Erectogenic. Bow chicka wow wow. Horny goatweed has a hard, pun intended, earned reputation as an erection enhancer. While it has this effect in men of all ages, it's a particularly effective agent for dealing with erectile dysfunction. To this effect, it's fast acting. According to one user, I took it before bed. 30 to 40 minutes before sex, and oh my god, I had one of the best sex ever. I decided to take it only on the days when I'm sure I will have sex. I took it three times, and I can confirm that this sex is much better due to extremely hard and long-lasting erections. This stuff makes me more sensitive, but at the same time, I can have it all under control. He was he was so excited. He he didn't even grammar check his biohacker report. Sensation enhancer. The good news is that it definitely improves the sensation of sex and or masturbation by 25 to 50%. So, it is an effective biohack but it's not going to be a game changer for your sex life like a tantric practice will. If you take horny goat weed before having protected sex with a condom, I hate to let you down, but it's, it's not going to make it feel like you're having unprotected sex. It's not going to make it feel 2x better, 3x better, 10x better. But it will, like I said, make it feel about 25 to 50% better, which is, which is, is nice. I certainly, I certainly can't complain. It, it, it definitely is pleasant. It's, it's pleasant enough that I would encourage everyone to try it. About growing it in a garden. If you Google search this one really thoroughly, you'll find that there's quite a bit of debate online about the dubious quantity and quality of Icarin content, along with the legitimacy of Chinese herbs that get stored for months and months and then shipped across a giant ocean to reach you. So for those with a green thumb and a little bit of extra time on their hands who want to get out there in nature, enjoy a little bit more vitamin D, it's really worth considering just growing your own horny goat weed. And I will link to some resources where you can get some seeds, where you can find out a little bit more about doing that. It doesn't, doesn't look like it's that, that hard. So researching the recommended dosage, you'll run into a lot of statements like this. At this time, there's not enough scientific information to determine an appropriate range of doses which is not very helpful, right? So the reason for this ambiguity is that the percentage of the active ingredient, Icarin, can vary greatly between different 
products. 20% is pretty standard, although some concentrations have up to 50%. The recommended dosage of epimedium itself really depends upon this concentration, of course. So when dealing with herbal supplements, especially when combining herbals, it's really a good idea to do some experimentation and self-quantification. You know, keep track of, keep a journal of what the uh, subjective or objective effects are because it's it's kind of hard for me to just say. Although I did on this web page create a infographic with kind of like some some general guidelines, some suggestions as far as dosage. This is a highly non-toxic herb. So it's one of these things that you can play around with the dosage quite a bit and there's not really uh, a downside to that. <laughs> okay, uh, alternatively what you could do is you could also take pure Icarin in supplemental form. I linked to a source for that and with that there seemed to be some more uniform dosage recommendations but on the other hand the conventional knowledge which there seems to be somewhat of a consensus with is that when you're taking herbs you want to take it in the the whole format you want to you want to take the you know the actual uh, the actual herbal format as opposed to taking the extract moving on cofactors the the cofactor that i came across most frequently in conversation was maca either in powder or a more bioavailable gelatinized form and horny goatweed this is a, a favorite of biohackers who are aiming to enhance their performance in the bedroom or overcome erectile dysfunction. One herbal enhancement enthusiast on longevity gushed, horny goatweed with maca turns me into a porn star. And I can confirm that you don't need to take it for let's say three weeks for it to start working. I take it only when needed and it makes miracles. Yet another person who is just so overwhelmed with the the power in between their legs that they that they didn't grammar check their testimonial. So kind of interesting, the scientific studies were overwhelmingly saying, you know, that you should take this over time, take it every day, or take it on somewhat of a consistent basis. And that's what you really need to get the anti-aging, the and testosterone and hormonal benefits from it. But looking at the anecdotal reports, they are frequently saying that you can just use it episodically as you're having sex and it will enhance that. So, wow, kind of like best of both worlds type of performance enhancer. All the more reason to pick up some now. What, what are you waiting for? Another cofactor is Yohim which is another traditional Chinese herb with powerful effects on the libido and overall body energy. A stack of horny goatweed and yohim is a favorite of sex hackers and herbal enthusiasts. I will add, actually I should be getting 
Yohim to try here shortly. And I'm really looking forward to trying this one. This is yet another performance enhancer that uh, has a bit of a dark side to it. I've heard things about that if you take it at excessive dosages, it will uh, create some psychosis that it can... I've heard things about like guys taking too much Yohim and getting into fights. So it's something that may release a little bit of a, an over-aggressive side, which is, which is kind of interesting. I'll report back on that. Finally, side effects. So it is about horny goat weed. It is an energizing agent and taking too much of a dosage can cause anxiety, supposedly. In rat studies, even at ultra high dosages, there was no toxicity. Regarding conflicts, it lowers your blood pressure, so it's not a good idea to take it with other drugs for low blood pressure. And I will suggest if you're looking for really high quality sources of this, you can find it at the nootropic ingredients page on limitlessmindset.com. Legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset Podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.